On today's episode of the From the Road podcast, we interview Taryn Denny. Um, I am very impressed with this kid. Um, you know, he's young. I think he's 23, maybe 24, but a little bit about him. And we do give him the opportunity to talk a little bit more about himself, but he is too humble. So we wanted to pre-record this intro. Um, but a little bit about him. He grew up in Sherwood, Oregon. He was the points leader for his high school, graduated with honors, uh, went to play on at Vanderbilt, graduated with honors. And what he didn't talk about uh, that I'd like to highlight is not only what was he at age 22 named the executive director of Thump Lacrosse, but um, at 23, and we found this out post recording, but um, and age 23 being last year. So in 2020, he was named the accomplished under 40 list in Central Oregon by Cascade Business News. And while this was involved with his work for Thump Lacrosse and his work in the community, it was also his work on the affordable housing and homelessness policy for the city of Redmond. Um, what most impresses me about Taryn is not just that he's accomplished, not just that he does the uh, Thump Coffee, not that he's involved in the community, but um, it's really the fact that he is a what I believe is going to be a key member in just developing and improving the area around him wherever he is. Wherever he finds himself, he wants to improve the area. He wants to build upon it. He's very proactive in getting things set up. He's very proactive in reaching out. And um, and if you talk to him, you, you wouldn't know it. He's just a humble guy, and you wouldn't know that he's, you know, that smart, that accomplished, that talented, because he's very personable and just you're having a light, fun conversation with them. Um, so we really thank Taryn and Thump Lacrosse for hosting us in Bend. And also, um, funny, there's there's a little sponsorship and agreement between Thump Lacrosse and Powell Lacrosse, which brings me to our point that, as always, this episode of From the Road podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Powell Lacrosse. Um, we were reflecting on it earlier, but it is really, really cool for us, um, you know, especially Connor, our other business partner, and I, and Brent, too, but to grow up kind of watching the Powells and when YouTube wasn't as prevalent as it was now, still going back and, and Googling and YouTubing Mikey Powell to get on a phone call with him and to have him believe in the mission that we're doing, to have him see the value in us living on the road, living in vans, getting grimy, getting greasy with it, um, and all to just get out in front of as many kids as possible, especially coming off of the year that we had last year with uh, you know the game we love being taken away from us. It means the world to us. So if you can, please go out and sponsor Powell Lacrosse. Get your gear from them, high-quality gear, high-quality heads, everything that you want in a lacrosse company, but they take the extra step to facilitate a sponsorship for things like um, clinic sports being on the road in Oregon. Um, that, that helps out huge. Our biggest costs are fuel and food. Um, and, and they've significantly helped us, uh, reduce those costs, which in turns allows us to keep our price point low and to be accessible for as many players in Oregon as possible, all the way from Hermiston, all the way on the east side of the east side of the state to Portland. Um, so please support Powell lacrosse, big fans of their work. And, uh, let's kick it over to the interview with Taryn. All right, the From the Road podcast, we have our first guest. A little bit of background about this guest. Uh, his name is Taryn. Great guy. Um, we're sitting here in Bend, Oregon at the Thump Coffee Shop. Um, a little bit about of his about his background. Thump Coffee, 
um, is obviously a coffee shop in Bend, Oregon. They have locations in Denver, but one of the very unique things about this coffee shop is that they actually facilitate a lacrosse team, um, and I believe it's year-round. I'll let Taryn talk about some of the details. But they facilitate a, a lacrosse team, so there's Thump Coffee and there's Thump Lacrosse, and it's this beautiful marriage between having a community place to gather and enjoy coffee, as almost everybody does, um, <clears throat> while also getting even deeper involved in the community by you know facilitating a good program for um, for parents in the community to send their kids to. So, Taryn, did I get that right? Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, you nailed it. Okay, um, got it. Well, we'll just start with the very brief background. You're from Bend originally, correct? No, I'm actually from the Portland area. Yeah, Beautiful. so I grew up in suburbs of Portland and then went to college at Vanderbilt in Nashville mm -hmm. and then moved out here post-grad. Got it. And what was your high school career like? Were you kind of a stud? I know you played at <laughs> Vanderbilt, so don't be shy. Don't be humble. Okay. Um, yeah, so I picked up lacrosse in seventh grade um, because my like best friend's dad was coaching a team, and I played baseball before, and I was looking for something else to do and um, thought that it would be cool, and I was obviously terrible. I remember we put... Are, we had these like starter kits, like third and fourth grade starter kit gear, um, and I had my shoulder pads on completely backwards for the whole first clinic. Mm -hmm. And then one of the eighth graders was like, yo, you look like a doofus. Like, <laughs> you should change that. And I was like, okay, um, good to know. And I just fell in love with the sport, um, and I don't like doing things that I'm not good at. And so I immediately was like, I want to be good at this. Um, and especially because I, I had so much passion around the game. Um, and then... Like, slowly got better and um, knew that I wanted to play in college in some capacity um, and just just tried to pour myself into the sport while also focusing on my academics and other things. And I made a decision pretty early on, I think around sophomore year of high school, freshman year of high school, that um, I like couldn't afford to play for all these big club teams. Um, and my freshman year, I definitely wasn't good enough either. So I decided to focus on the academic portion also um, and then lean into lacrosse in the ways that I could so um, got better by the time I was a junior or senior um, I was pr pretty solid um, I was a academic all-american my senior year and then ended up at, at Vandy played my freshman year took two years off and then played my senior year so without that club presence how what was your recruiting process like how did you land on Vanderbilt where else were you looking yeah, we had, we had a, a local club that I played for, um, which was awesome. I got some good extra reps and stuff over the summer and fall, some great coaching experiences, um, but it was all pretty local. Um, and I basically just applied to all of the like, elite schools and also went through um, like a kind of traditional recruiting process, but I made one trip to the East Coast for a couple of recruiting camps and some college visits. So I had like a bunch of dialogue with with coaches and um, some, especially the some smaller like D three schools, but um, I I just decided to I wanted to go somewhere that had lacrosse, but um, I just applied to the schools and kind of let it shake out. And Vanderbilt was the best option, gave me the best financial package, and um, so decided on that one. And they had lacrosse, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this. Beauty. So. <clears throat> I don't know much about uh, you know club the club lacrosse experience. It seems like some teams are very very well ran and some teams are a complete shit show. On that spectrum, would you say that you were a pretty well run serious club, or were you the club team that would be like drinking beer before the game and kind of being on, on the shit show <laughs> spectrum? I'm just wondering a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. So definitely on the uh, beers end of the spectrum. Yes. Um, that was especially because so. Talent-wise, honestly, like, 
we had some incredible talent. My from my freshman year through my senior year, mm-hmm. just some really really talented lacrosse players. Um, the thing is that at Vandy and, and in Nashville, there's so much to do, like and so many other things pulling you in a lot of different directions that um, it, it's hard to kind of prioritize with that structure, especially when it was treated as such a club from the school. Um, we had like in our conference in the SEC or SELC or whatever it was called there, um, like Georgia Tech would be practicing like every day. Yeah. Like they would, they they were like committed like it was like a top level D3 or like D1 program. Like that was their grind. And all of us kind of chose to go to Vandy for the school itself right. um, and not, mo- most of us like went through a recruiting process and opted not to go and commit in that level. Um, and so kind of a hard swing to the other side. Sure. Um, but that was definitely a huge part of my senior year, especially was um, being able to like surround that community. I took two years off there and my freshman teammates um, who were still some of my good friends, like through college, like we're like, you, you gotta come back. Like we gotta do this senior year. And I was like, I'll come back senior year, I'll do it. And I actually did it and it was, it was awesome. Um, we, we had great road trips. Um, you know, but de- definitely on the on the spectrum of fun to serious, it was more on the fun. But we still obviously like to compete. Yeah, we got after it, especially my senior year. But yeah, you yeah. you said uh, you, there was a lot of other shit, uh, you know, to do. You know, pulling forces, this and that. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that just means it was a blast all around. Uh, I yeah, Nashville's a fun, fun place to go to school. Yeah. So what uh, <laughs> what brought you back to Oregon instead of sticking around in Nashville? Yeah. So as I was. Um, Graduate well, I, I kind of I grew up on the West Coast in Portland mm-hmm. area, so I, I knew that like I really appreciated and liked this this space and, and what the West Coast had to offer and it, it fit my vibe a lot and um yeah, I just I, I knew that I wanted to return to the West Coast, that Nashville was a great place to go to school, but it wasn't where I saw myself long term. Um and so it was obviously looking for different post grad options and one of them was uh this program called Lead for America, which tries to take young leaders and put them back in high-impact positions in places that they care about. And for me, um, I grew up coming into Central Oregon a lot. My mom lived here in the 90s, and um, so Bend and Central Oregon generally always had a special place in my heart. So I was looking for options um, to to come back and and work on important issues um, and have an impact. So it actually ended up working out with uh, the city of Redmond in um, Redmond, which is 30 minutes outside Bend. where the local government there committed to funding me in this program for Lead for America. And so I worked there for a year on affordable housing and homelessness issues. And it was just an incredible experience. And it really it helped me get back here and get plugged into what I'm currently doing, um, as well as giving me routes to like really get connected with having an impact in the community. So Perfect. that's yeah. what brought me back. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about it last night, uh, you know, with the owner, Bobby. We did a little coffee tasting where we all just sounded like idiots while we're <laughs> trying to describe what we're smelling and tasting. Um, but there's just this overwhelming sense of community and, and really like leaving that conversation, you know, we sat around the fire for a good three hours and just so motivated in, in what you guys are doing with Thump and Thump Lacrosse. Um, so I, I guess there's a good segue into, you know, how you got involved with Thump and, and how the lacrosse program, I think it's, a, it's an awesome story. Um, you know, where it starts with this, you know, coffee shop community-based thing and you realize the growth of this board of lacrosse and, and how can you facilitate, you know, these kids getting into, you know, having a job and, and also playing within a club, a, a new club. And you guys have had great success with your numbers year to year. So I just guess just talk a little bit about that and how you got involved. Yeah, yeah so 
let's start before before my involvement with um, Bobby and Thump Coffee. So um, Thump Coffee is just all about the community and, and how we can use coffee as a tool to bring people together um, and to just make people's lives better too. Um, and so that being the core focus, um, Bobby saw an opportunity and a need for an off-season lacrosse program that wasn't affiliated with any school um, because there wasn't really an option for kids to play in tournaments unless it was with their like school team where um, there wasn't necessarily great turnout and all the kids couldn't play across schools with each other. Um, so he just started throwing teams together and uh, found just such an incredible level of engagement and like commitment to to that with, with how fun it was because he would just be like, who wants to play? Who wants to play in this tournament? All right, awesome. Let's have a great summer. Let's do this. Um, Let's throw the ball out and just go play. Um, and so that's how it originated in this really loose, loosely structured form that just prioritized like player engagement. And um, that was kind of over the summer. And then they did it another summer and it grew from like 30 kids to 60 kids. And then fall 2019 was when I got here and um, I was looking for ways to get plugged in the community. And I think immediately like lacrosse was one of those ways um, because there's so many built-in structures it's like I can immediately meet 30 people in this community who care about similar things that I do and um, we have this structure to get to know each other so um, was immediately looking for that um, I Bobby actually interviewed me to be the summit seventh and eighth grade coach um, in the summit like youth program which is one of the local high schools here um, and after that, as I was walking out, he was like, oh, we also have this thump thing in the fall going on, on Sundays if you want to come by and help. So me and a couple other young guys just stopped by and started helping. And there were 150 kids who were like, I want to play this fall from like fifth grade all the way through seniors in high school. And we were just like, okay, let's do this. So on Sundays, we were there from like 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. just mostly playing, but also trying to provide good instruction and, and figuring that out. And then at a certain point, Bobby was like, oh, we have fall tournaments that we could go to up in Yakima, Washington, and Portland. Um, who wants to do that? And we had a bunch of teams sign up, basically. Right. So we had a fifth and sixth grade team, seventh and eighth grade team, um, and then two high school teams. And we went up and the younger high school team actually won the tournament in Yakima, nice. um, which I, I was coaching both of the high school teams at the same time, and I did not know that we were about to play in the championship game, and I was like, <laughs> guys like we got one more game like let's do this let's have a good time let's close out strong and and let's and let's go home and they're like coach this is the championship and i was like <laughs> sweet okay let's win the championship then let's do it and then we like won like 10 to 1 or oh, something and it was awesome um and on the way home i think either from that tournament or from the portland tournament um bob and i were just reflecting on the success and the way that the kids had really um from every age group just really embraced it and like found a lot of value in it and a lot of value in bringing people together especially from across different schools because that was for me the best part of club lacrosse was being able to play with a bunch of my teammates in the summer and fall from other schools and then going out and competing against them in the spring because it was so much more fun when you knew them mm -hmm. and you, you were like I will score on you mm -hmm. right now because yeah. I like want to make my friend look silly because I think that he's going to be bad right now <laughs> you know I want to make you look bad yeah. um and then we like joke about it after, like talk shit before the games and be like, I, you know, we're going to absolutely destroy you and then not. But like, yeah, it was just, just, that was the uh, incredibly special part of, um, club for me. So being able to bring that into this area was awesome. Cause then you see kids from Bend high school, summit high school, Mountain View, all hanging out together and, and really embodying that community. So. 
Well, that's that's one of the more interesting things I was just saying before we started recording that, you know, very few times are you coaching multiple high school players for multiple different teams in season. Yeah. Um, and not only in season, but, you know, a, a pretty good amount of them, too. Um, so it, I guess I'm just curious because in most other places, I would assume there would be kind of this overlying theme of, you know, listen, I don't, I don't want to go and do a camp with my competition uh, when we're playing them in a week, in two weeks. Um, is, is there a political kind of bridge in, in Ben specifically where that's not really a thing? Is that just a uniquely thump thing? Or, um, you know, I guess if you could just speak to the politics of Ben and if you had to overcome any hurdles to like eliminate that, that mindset that would be prevalent in other communities. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a high school sports politics here, like, like most communities. Um, and I think one thing that we had to overcome at Thump and that we're still trying to is, um, because it started as, like, Bobby was affiliated with Summit. Um, it started with a lot of Summit players, like, trying to make sure that we clearly articulate that this is a program for everyone in Central Oregon, which I think we've done a pretty good job of. And we have players from Redmond High Schools, Sisters, Lapine, like, the whole area in mm-hmm. Central Oregon that's not just in Bend, as well as players from every Bend High School. Um, but that's something that we've had to really, like, lean into intentionally because there is trying to navigate that, right? And one of the reasons that um, we initially wanted to try to help facilitate your guys' visit through the high schools was because, you know what, it's the spring, we don't really want to step on any toes. Um, but at the end of the day, when like the high schools have so much going on, more than happy to, even though it's the spring season, they're going to compete against each other next week. Like We think it's an incredible opportunity to have professional lacrosse players in Bend, and we're willing to like make it happen mm-hmm. um, because the high schools are so busy with their spring season. But right. yeah, happy to bring people together on a Sunday through Thump because, again, it's about the community, and I think we're going to have better competition in those spring seasons if you have those community ties right. and those uh, community bridges, getting, right? Being friends. Yeah. Playing, you know, They're going to work harder against each other. Yeah. They're going to have a lot more right. fun. So any opportunity that we have to bring the people together, I'm like, cool, go beat the shit out of each other in your high school league seasons, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. after. But when we're at Thump, like, come together and like let's learn and grow together and really build that community so and it's that's our approach i i try to explain to most of the people in the area like the lacrosse community is small enough anyways you know like i'm from denver brent's from connecticut those are much larger lacrosse communities in general yeah i would say than uh you know than most of oregon specifically outside of portland um and it's funny to you know almost everything that i do and put out there is kind of like the antithesis of maturity but with that being said, like it's it's fun to view the career that I've had through more of a lens of maturity and think back to high school where I was like, man, like I hated this player. I hated Regis. I hated Kent, like all my high school rivals. And then the first year that you get out of high school and you come back and you know, like you're definitely twenty one and you're having beers with everybody and you know, it's like, Oh, we have way more in common and like, you know, we might be playing in college, but I remember hating you and it's kind of this big joke. And then similarly, it's the exact same thing with Duke um, and, you know, UNC and all these other teams we hated in college. And I'm like, oh, well, now that I'm on a team with half, you know, filled with Duke guys, these are really great guys. <laughs> so I always try to, like, bring that, hey, you know, you might hate Summit as a member of Bend or, you know, whatever, but just find an excuse to get each other's numbers and, you know, like, go do whatever you do. I always try to like make it relevant and I date myself and I'm like, you know, go play video games or go do this. And I sound like an old geezer, but, um, have you seen some of that facilitating where it's like, Oh, they're starting to become friends just outside of thump. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We especially saw at the end of the fall season where, um, we had a, a bunch of 
and players from different high schools be like, yo, we should all just play thump in the spring instead of, and I was like, that's not how this works. Like this is, that's the beautiful part of this is we get to, we get to come together in the off season and play together and then you guys get to go compete against each other. Mm-hmm. But seeing those relationships develop over the course of now a couple years has just been like really cool because then we'll see them, I guess this is the first time since the inception of Thump and it's like current, Thump Lacrosse and it's current iteration as like an actual structured program. But like, I'm very stoked to see Summit and Bend and Mountain View play each other and watch how those guys now compete against each other and then they'll have some laughs after the game or whatever. But yeah, I think the the thing that you brought up there about like how, how it lasts too over time, like, like these were your rivals at some point and now they're your teammates. Like I've seen that even just in my own coaching experience when I rolled up fall of 2019 and we were um just doing that that super low-key um fall ball with with thump my first experience there um i walk into our first like pseudo coaches meeting and um a guy named grant phillips who's the current director of operations at madlax and has been one of our thump coaches um since since that point um i walk in and i see grant and i haven't seen grant since we were like just after our senior year of high school. Yeah. But he played for a high school right next to mine, and mm. we played against each other for like four years in both high school and club, and we trained together for a little bit, and we coached together club right after we graduated high school, and then I didn't see him for all of college, and now it's like, oh, what's up, Grant? Yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't seen you in a minute. And then we coached together for a year and a half, and similar experience with um, one of our current coaches. We played against each other in the league championship in high school, like both regular season and playoffs, and my team won in overtime both times, but nice. um, now we're on the same coaching back. staff and it's like, yeah. yeah, small, small world. And those relationships, not only do they foster community when you're in high school or in college, but also that that's the shit that lasts. Yeah, of course. And that's what I appreciate about you guys is just, I mean, after talking to you for 10 minutes, I could understand what you guys want to do. And, and you guys are the, the exact people that we want to meet as we're, you know, driving around the country and learning about different programs and the landscape of lacrosse. Um, so I, you can just have this, there's this sense of, of community that we keep on saying, but it's, it's tangible here, right? We have the way that we've been talking about it and the kids that we've met and how you guys interact with the kids and, and just the life lessons that you, you kind of feel within the coffee shop and also on the lacrosse field. It's just... I, you know, I can't say enough to, to how much I'm motivated after this trip to continue doing what we're doing, right? And meeting more people like you and, and understanding why you play lacrosse, right? That was the, that was the final question we, we asked, or Bobby asked last night. It was like, go home and think about why you play lacrosse. Or was that Eli? Yeah. Eli, I believe, yeah. yeah. Right? Think about why you play lacrosse. Yeah. And, and, you know, when we come in and we only have two hours with a group of kids, we don't want to just, you know, leave them with, okay, this is how you shoot overhand, this is how yeah. you shoot, and all that kind of stuff, right? We want to say, hey, we're here because we love this sport. It's done so much for us, right? And and now we're, we're creating this, you know, national community of, of coaches and players and, and kids that, you know, I don't want them to just remember me shooting and, you know, how I did it and how I explained it and all that stuff. Obviously, it's important, but it's the greater picture of what we're doing and how we're, how we're operating and meeting people. And I, I think we... We've aligned, you know, and I can't wait for to can't wait to see where this relationship takes us and how we can help Thump grow and and you know it's not uh, not gonna pass me that the coffee is fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's 
I said in the last episode that usually I go into a, a community and, and go to coffee shops, but I really didn't know what the hell I was doing. Which I still don't, but um, it, it's pretty cool to kind of get the, the rundown of how it's roasted, how it's grown, um, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, I think it's a... Yeah, it's called cool. a cupping. Yeah. I learned more cupping. about, like, the, yeah. the biggest gain of knowledge I've had like, in, a, in years was yesterday regarding coffee. Um, and I think... Uh, you know, it, it's an interesting dynamic um, because it's very difficult to scale authenticity. And that's what, you know, we at Clinic, you know, run into. And that's, so, you know, somewhat of our biggest hurdle. It's like, all right, so we've identified good coaches, me, Brent, Cav, Eli, um, you know, Mikey Slosser has joined some clinic stuff. But, you know, how, how do you really try and have a national impact with that? Um, and one of the things that I am most excited about this is that, Whenever we come back to Bend, there's a central hub with a physical location where people have good memories surrounding it. And to give you a little bit of a layout, you know, bad podcasting where I'm describing a building, but, you know, you kind of have this roast, you have the kitchen in the back, you have the upfront coffee and, um, you know, the, the whole bar and everything. And then you look to your left and there's the beautiful view of the mountains and then there's Summit High School's athletic fields right there. Um, and Bobby was explaining to us, like, how how awesome it was that they hosted tailgates for summit football games or you know they would host you would host game watches for the pll during the bubble in the parking lot um there are summertime concerts in this parking lot um and that's what i feel like sometimes gets lost is when you were doing other things and when you're trying to hit as many places as possible and trying to keep business afloat oftentimes it just becomes the mad scramble to let's just get to the field, let's clean up, like, let's get to the next field, let's clean up, let's do this. But to have a physical location like Thump that is just a place to congregate and to kind of facilitate a lacrosse community, I think is one of the reasons why I noticed that there really wasn't that many high school politics, at least on the field, with a bunch of different players. Um, so I, you know... Quite frankly, I think it's it's a fascinating business model. Would you say that like having this cafe was, you know, almost a necessity in starting Thump like lacrosse or? Yes, yes, a hundred percent. Thump Thump lacrosse like does not exist in its like current iteration or in in like what we hope it to be without Thump Coffee. Like right. having that physical space where you can obviously with COVID this has been a, a challenge um, to navigate, but like having that physical space where you can actually convene together and, and be together off the field and, and build those relationships, whether that's with lacrosse or just the greater community and, and like use that resource that we have, um, whether that's the roastery and the cuppings, whether that's the parking lot space and throwing up a projector out there, whether it's the concerts, like using that physical space to be able to bring people together is, is so like core and essential to us being able to do what we're able to do. Um, it's unique too. You know, yeah. I can't remember something like this yeah. when I was growing up, right? You, you, yeah. you play lacrosse and you leave and maybe you're friends with the guys on the team or something like that, but there's no other, yeah. you know, like you said, concrete place to go where it's like, all right, we're lacrosse guys and we also go to the coffee shop, yeah. work for the coffee shop, right? You guys employ yeah. some of the yeah. players that, that are on the teams. It's yeah. Awesome. We see, we see, all the students coming through here during lunchtime or whatever, getting food and whatnot. And also we have some of them like on staff. And then the goal is also for our, our students to graduate through the program and then come back and be coaches and then reinvest in the community that way. And I think, I think it all gets down to like, what, what is the mission? Right. And like, why do we play lacrosse? Like what do we, we don't view lacrosse 
as like we're doing this for the sake of playing lacrosse, right? It all Dude, it all goes really back to building community, right? Yeah, that's not that's not what we're about. What we're about is trying to like use the sport of lacrosse to transform people's lives, build better players and community members. And like what that demands of us is different than what it would demand of us if we were just trying to go play college lacrosse or right. do whatever, right? Like that is very different. And so that kind of demands that we have these other community options and then mm. we really invest in that because otherwise like we're not living up to our actual mission of transforming right. people's lives whether that's through coffee or lacrosse i guess uh one of one of the things that i'd be curious to hear from your perspective is inherently a lot of the paths that pro lacrosse players have to take to supplement their income is to become a director mm. of a club program whose whole point is to get recruited yeah they're using their name to facilitate registrations and then it becomes a big operation that you know, it comes with a lot of issues. And when we talk with PLL players that are involved with club organizations, one of the things that they get completely sick of and, um, you know, quite frankly, very frustrated with is the parents complaining, is the parents whining about playing time, you know, my kid's not getting recruited, you're not, you're not doing this. Um, and it might be hard to, to compare and contrast without, you know, I'm assuming without you talking to a bunch of other programs about the, the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. But does having a community center like this and providing additional things off the lacrosse field, does it mitigate some of the parent complaints and some of the criticisms that Thump Lacrosse might have otherwise? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if it mitigates the like natural things that just come up in like a club sports context. Mm -hmm. Like I think those things probably will always come up, but what does happen is we have such an investment from the whole community in this program. Mm -hmm. And then by extension in thump in general that like it far, like if we're (laughs) balancing the scales or whatever, like the positives far, far outweigh any kind of complaints or the natural things that arise with just like competitive sports and, Uh and youth sports and club recruiting and all that stuff in general, because everyone like, Almost everyone I talk to is just so stoked on the concept and what we're trying to do. And even like like our our full time staff right now is me. Like we don't and then we have coaches and you know, um some awesome folks helping with operations and filling in where where needed, but like we don't have this like large scale operation and so keeping it grounded in the community just like makes it such a such a great experience because it does it does mitigate that, maybe to the extent that like we still have it, but it doesn't at all feel like the driving narrative, right? Like right. I don't ever wake up being like, oh gosh, emails again today. I'm like, yeah. we got to like make people's lives better and like yeah. do that and everyone's stoked on it. So it just feels, yeah. You definitely have those days though when you're like, oh shit, we have book fields and then move goals and all this. And then mm-hmm. everyone's mad about this one thing and it's like, ah, damn it. Like yeah. it still happens obviously, right. but. Well, and I was, I just be <laughs> curious, like, you know, just talking to the parents, I, I have no idea because, you know, parents in general, I would just say like have expectations and I wouldn't say entitlement, but expectations that might be unreasonable, um, surrounding their kids, you know, athletic experience, <laughs> uh, you know, and i and that's the nicest way that I've ever said that, by the way. <laughs> I'm uh, sure. Good move. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I, I would just be so curious where, you know, if, if I was running Thump lacrosse and one of the parents was like, yeah, you know, my kids, you know, blah, blah, like what, whatever general complaint that they can, they can come about, like, I'm so bought into this model, it would be difficult for me now to go like, do you see what the fuck we're doing here? Like, do you see everything <laughs> that we're doing for the kids? We're helping kids get jobs, we're, we have a presence, we have a community, and we're doing, so like, I guess, um, you know, I guess seeing how unique this is, I hope 
that the parents in the community would would appreciate and you know com- complain within reason. I would. Yeah, say. I mean, I've been really pleasantly surprised because I've coached other places too, and um, I've been so pleasantly surprised by the way that parents here kind of like they, for the most part, have a very realistic sense of their kids' capabilities. Right. And like That's I've had, surprising. I've had conversations with parents where I'm like hey listen like we would love to have your player like join us for this tournament but like just so you know I don't want you to have to make the trip if you expect him to like see a lot of field time because of yeah. this situation right um, he's just not there yet but we would love to have you and they're like oh yeah he just wants to be a part of the team he just loves what's going on like it's and I'm love like that. this is yeah so we get far more of like parents having an actual awareness and understanding of their kids' skill level and wanting to invest in that and still be a part of the community rather than that that kind of, my kid's the best, why isn't he playing more, et cetera, et cetera. So I think part of that is also just the way that we handle it. We're not afraid to have those upfront conversations. Like, look, like we want you to be a part of this community. Here's here's what the realistic picture is going to look like when you right. go to this tournament because it's probably not going to be like worth that time unless you want it because of this other this other team aspect. So Right. Um, yeah. Definitely pleasantly surprised in that regard. Our parents are pretty great. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's in part because, you know, lacrosse isn't their first sport, first activity? I mean, being in Oregon, being in Bend, there's a ton of other outdoor activities yeah. that I'm sure kids yeah. are, you know, putting ahead of lacrosse. Well, especially, yeah, and especially the spring season. We have in Oregon um, every high school sport all crammed into the spring like three different seasons right. crammed into one spring season. Can, 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 so, you, can you just yeah. highlight that? Because it was a, it was a government decision um, to, to open up things. And what is the timeline of yeah. the winter, spring, yeah. summer, fall sports? Oh, gosh. I might, I'm not super involved in the, the high school logistics, so I might butcher this a little bit. So don't mm. come at me if um, I get it wrong. But I think we have – so typically they, they split – the, the high school sports season into like four different seasons or something like that, but all taking place from like um, February through like June mm-hmm. in the school school year. Um, and so we, we had six weeks of like football, soccer, etc. And now we're moved on to spring sports mm-hmm. and then we'll end with winter sports like basketball. Um, so now we have a six week lacrosse season. I think each team has like maybe seven games um, and a couple weeks of practice. It's like week two and I think one of the coaches was like, okay, 21 days left in the season. Like, yeah. let's go. And so that's that's been absolutely hectic and wild yeah. and especially at the youth level like they don't have those same distinctions for the high school sports so we have all of them happening at the same time so i get emails constantly like hey you can't make it to practice because he has football and then basketball and then we'll try to make the end of lacrosse practice right. well, it's like that's a lot yeah <laughs> for this I, week like yeah. let Talking alone to today those parents it was like um you know outside of when covid and everything was locked down is quite frankly clinic sports presence in bend this could not have been timed worse um, <laughs> yeah. you know and through no fault you know like it, it's so easy to sit back and play armchair government regarding you know covid regulations yeah. and everything like that so not even criticizing that which is is a whole different rabbit hole and we are not a political podcast <laughs> by the way um, but like it's interesting because that's one of the things, again, to just go back to us, like, aligning on ideals. It's, hey, we don't, like, who would we be if we had mandatory minimums registrations, um, especially for, you know, Summit Youth Lacrosse. You know, the the, the second um, the second group is, I was talking to Sarah about it, and it was like, yeah, you know, we, we're just trying our hardest, but people are foregoing lacrosse for, um, you know, for football and basketball. 
And I was like, wait a second, you know, uh, football and basketball, like, that's, <laughs> that's different not seasons. really, and I was like, Sarah, is everything okay? And she was like, yes, Nick, uh, it's everything is being crammed in right now. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but it, it just makes it so worth it to at least prove to you that we have similar intentions of if we're here for the first time and there's demand for us to come back and to try and, you know, facilitate a lacrosse experience that expands well beyond the on-field activities – um, you know, I think that's, that's what, tr- that's what we're trying to do is like a thump coffee can only benefit from the right presence of like people who have achieved a high level of success, um, on the lacrosse field and like yeah. with coaching and this and that. And, you know, it, it's awesome because we were in Hermiston and we're like, you know, who likes the PLL? And they're kind of like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and, you know, in Bend, it's just a big enough town to where, Oh yeah, like you know, we like the PLL. We did the thing over at Thump, and we watched it. So like they they kind of understand what's going on, um, and hopefully we give them ammunition to you know go tell their you know baseball buddies like hey you know I got coached by a professional <laughs> lacrosse player. You get you got to come out and have it. And um, you know I was just so fortunate that that's growing up in Denver. We had the Outlaws, the Mammoth, and yeah. DU, and I was like, huh. Like I would have loved a little bit more accessibility, and I would have loved a little bit more. Um, you know, it's not how hard they can shoot it it's about what they're teaching me so that's you know i hope you don't mind that we were making your kids do push-ups and running and yelling at them <laughs> and all that shit but no i think like it, it just really stood out to me like obviously i think your whole model is like similar in in terms of like we're trying to accomplish similar things and and have a similar set of like values and approach and i think it just really stood out to me when brent when you went over and you were at Pacific Crest or yeah and and shooting around and saw some of the summit guys and they invited you to come to the practice at Cascades Academy which is like 15 minutes away from anything in a beautiful field but like definitely out of the way and I was like oh you know what probably pro lacrosse players aren't going to show up to a high school practice they're not like signed up to like attend you know like we got a weekend of clinics like they got other shit to do um and then Brent you like showed up and like like helped out in the whole practice and like just introduce yourself and like that was just so meaningful for those kids to like oh shit this is like and then one had, had the practice end <laughs> practice end with a hidden ball trick and making them all look foolish um as it as it should um, but um, yeah just like it's not just the words right and it's like not just what's branded on the website or on the van it's like you didn't need to do that, and, like, nobody would have expected you to do that, and yet still, like, you, you like, lived out that value. And I think that just shows, like, clearly, like, this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. And that's going li- to have a lasting impact on those kids more than, like, showing up to a camp that they signed up for is, right? right? It's, yeah. like, and one of the... the record, yeah. yeah, for the record, I wasn't <laughs> attending that practice because I was grabbing a beer with, <laughs> with the guy that uh, that oh, runs yeah. the small local lacrosse shop, Dan. Dan Rodati, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Ben like, Lackshack. Yeah, I, we, we were talking about, like, the Ben Lackshack, and, like, you know, he's a dentist, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just hanging on for dear life to this lacrosse shop um, to try and, you know, give them a sense of community to, like, hey, if I have a question stringing... I can go to this lack shop and not go to YouTube, um, you know, or, you know, start with YouTube, go there, yeah. and, you know, 
But I loved going to the lacrosse shop in Denver when I was a kid, like yeah. walking in and seeing all the meshes and helmets. Another and community like, hub. Holy yeah, shit. so important. So, yeah, so it all the, went back to the community. Yeah. I was like, no shit. Yeah, that's probably the closest thing to a hub that I had was, was going to yeah. lacrosse Limited or something like that. Yeah. And just like knowing the people that work there, getting my sticks from yeah. there, and a couple of buddies that work there. That's that's definitely the closest thing. So I, I think it's just, it's just interesting that it's a coffee shop, right? And, you don't really see <laughs> yeah. a lot of high school kids drinking all that much coffee or anything, but it's just... All Italian it's, it's sodas. Yeah. Italian <laughs> exactly, but yeah, no, I think it's it's cool. And I, go, I just go back to, you know, how awesome it is to learn a little bit more about coffee. And there's this whole world of, of where it came from and, and how it's grown and, and, you know, Bobby's trip to get down there and the people that he met when he was getting these beans and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it, it's just a cool thing for them to be able to learn and have like some knowledge about an industry that they might not ever work in, but they can still, it's a talking point, right? And you learn yeah. so much by just, by just, you know, being at a coffee shop and, and the way that you guys operate and take care of every little, you know, piece of quality and, and the process and baking. Nick, were you, uh, were you going to do some baking this morning or what happened there? No, I mean, listen, <laughs> it was great of you to show up and bake. Ba- yeah, I got my baking fixed in with a couple bagels, and I, I was all talk and no action about showing up at 5 a.m., but next time we're in Bend, I promise that I will show up. All right, That's a promise and a guarantee. Signed, sealed, and approved. But no, I, I mean, it's it's interesting. A lot of times when people start talking to us, they're like, you know, lacrosse, 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 lacrosse. So when you tell them, I'm like, oh, I've recently gotten into baking, and I love making baguettes and cooking. They're like whoa, you like stuff outside of lacrosse? And I'm like, yes, we're actually, you know, very, we're actually people. And we have a lot of, we have a lot of interest. And like, even tell little kids that, you know, like, what can I, you know, what about this and this and this? And I'm like, well, some, one of my favorite things that do is just, you know, play chess. I love chess. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, like you should have interest outside of lacrosse. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, this shouldn't be news. Like your, your parents are doing it wrong if they're just saying you need to play lacrosse. Yeah. So that's that's another thing that I've you know don't ever tell him I said this, but I admire that about Brent is that you know he he never lets lacrosse define him in the same way that I think Thump is facilitating ways to be involved in the lacrosse community but not have it define you. Um, yeah, I mean, well, when you think about it, like, oh, Brent's crying for those of you who can't see, um, which would be all of you. It's a podcast. Um, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think, like, going back to the... I, I get that question all the time. What does coffee have to do with lacrosse? Like, what, yeah. And, like, that's a fair question if that is what drives us, right? But, like, I think the, the most important part and the biggest takeaway... We have our mission, like, written up on our whiteboard um, in the office. And it's just, like, like it is the community that drives it, right? And our, our purpose is not to do coffee or to do lacrosse, right? Our purpose is to try to transform the lives of people through whatever we're doing. And the tool by which we do that is coffee or lacrosse, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you approach it with that, at least to me, it makes perfect sense. But if you just like think, oh, coffee shop, lacrosse, like my favorite thing is explaining that to people because it's like, no, that's not actually what it's about. Those things are the tools by which we like build community and bring people together and teach them something awesome. Right. Yeah, and that's why, I I mean, I always always make a point when I'm coaching. I'm like, I'm under the assumption that lacrosse is the most important thing in your life right now. Right? Yeah. You guys come onto this field, I'm going to coach you like you want to take it and play yeah. professionally or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't want to you know, half-ass something. Right? Right. If you're going to spend time, like, yeah. your valuable time, doing something like playing a sport or you know, working at a coffee shop or something like that, you've got to 
put everything you have into it. And that's why, again, I like appreciate the, the talks that we've had with Bobby and you know Eli. And we, we could have been around that fire until 2 a.m. when the baker mm -hmm. shows up. You yeah, know? like we, we could have. Uh, you His know, name's have, Brad. Right? Yeah, Brad. Yeah, it's not Brad. the baker, it's Brad. Brad, the goalie baker, <laughs> shows up at 2 a.m. and bakes in the dark. Absolute legend. <laughs> legend. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Brad. But yeah, no, I, I, again, I just I think uh, this has given us a lot of momentum going into the next few weeks of, of coaching and into the summer and to the PLL season of, of just refocusing. Obviously, we haven't been able to. To travel as much as we want, as you know, COVID is is uh, hopefully, oh, yeah, that's hopefully why. yeah yeah that's why, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hopefully behind us. Um, and, and again, we we just can't can't say enough about meeting folks like you that um, you know want to share the same mission as us and and help us get into communities like Bend and yeah and just do what we can to to transform the lives of people through the power of our craft. Love it. Love, Love it. Taryn, before we wrap up, do you have any uh, any shout-outs, any promos, um, anything like that? You can try and ad-read with uh, with Powell Lacrosse. They're fueling this trip. So, um, Oh, am I making it up, or do you have do you have a script? We, we have a script, but they recently reached out and were like, hey, just it's the script, and you know, just speak from the heart a little bit. Um, that was more for like episode one. So, All right. Um, you can talk about Thump. You can talk about Powell. You can talk about just about whatever you want. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I mean, there's a relationship between Powell Lacrosse and Thump as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say this podcast is brought to you by Powell Lacrosse, a, a Thump Lacrosse partner as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It was uh, how that originated. Also, is um, Ryan. Powell and Bobby are Bobby's the owner of Thump again. Um, are like fishing buddies, and that's how we we needed a supplier for our uniforms and other things. And Powell Lacrosse Sticks, as its company was just launching, and um, so they've been our supplier for uniforms, gear, other things, like this whole time. So um, we have a strong partnership with them, and and stoked to keep working with them. But yeah, Powell's awesome. Um, they have some of the best designers. I can just like shoot them an email and be like, hey, I'm thinking like mountains on like a box jersey yeah. and they will send over the sickest <laughs> possible yeah. mock-ups and I'm like, maybe blue and they just nail it every time. I'm Love astounded. I think, yeah, I think his name's Ryan, one of the designers there, but yeah, sponsored by Powell. Beauty. Love it. Well, Taryn, thank you very much. Thank you to Thumb Coffee. Thank you to Powell Lacrosse. Um, we've truly enjoyed our time in Bend. Um, you know, tune into our Instagram. We'll be firing up some pictures, talking about it a little bit more. Um, and yeah, that uh, that about does it. Thank you, Taryn. Yeah, thank you guys. Super Thanks, stoked bro. on everything you're doing.